0: This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes.
1: All right. Yeah, I know. Hi, everyone. We're at the Toronto Dumpty Dum Meetup. And I'm Sue Yin. I'm Dave. Mary. Ashok. Victoria. Royfield. And now we're all going to sing. Dumpty dumpty dum ti-dum dum 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 ti dum
0: dum
1: dum dum. Dum dum Well done. <laughs>
2: This is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that is centred on average in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the homemade Victoria sponge that is Robert Wilson. And with me, I have the damp cling filmed sandwich that is
3: Lucy Freeman.
2: And the last part of this week's rubbish cricket tea, folks, is you. This week's Dumpty Dum comes from lots of lovely Canadians. Lucy, if someone wants to send us a Dumpty Dum, how can they do that?
3: You're reading ahead again, aren't you? I can tell.
2: If you yes, would I like said rocks and rubbery. If
3: you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction, or despite being the most meticulous person on earth, pester a police officer to find your llama without reporting it formally or getting a crime number. <laughs> Call us on 0203 0313105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Uh, thanks to Cosway for his podcast roundups for doing the Dumpty Dogs, Shambridge for her voices, Mike Hatton for his character counts, and to Derek, Lord in the back bedroom uh derek's doing maintenance checks on his unfeasibly large equipment ready for the live dumpty dum in birmingham (laughs) on the 7th of october tickets on the birmingham town hall website auntie cardboard says the shine on his ring modulator is blinding (laughs) um now another message from royfield who is oh he was making me laugh a lot this week he is up to his ears in polish builders and they are sending him out to do their errands for him And he keeps getting them wrong. So they keep sending him to the hardware place to buy plumbing shop and stuff,
2: to buy stuff. Left-handed screwdrivers and the like.
3: Well, I don't know. I've got a suspicion that's. I think there may be a little bit of Polish humour going on here. But he keeps coming back with the wrong size things. And they keep going, boss, 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 no, you have to go back. This is wrong. (laughs) He said, four times I've been to B&Q this morning when I spoke to him. Anyway, um, uh, so – Royfield, in between being shouted at by Polish plumbers, has organized a rather splendid thing for the Ambridge Single Socials or Social Singles or whatever the group is called. Now, rather than just coming to the uh, event, uh, which is on the 7th at 3 o'clock at Birmingham Town Hall, you can come with all the other Archer's Enthusiasts to the Hallmark Hotel, Birmingham Strathallen, and meet there at 10. And then um, you go on a tour of the BBC Mailbox, which obviously includes the Archer Studios. How exciting. Then you have dinner um, at somewhere called the Cozy Club at 6. And then you go dancing at the Reflex Club at 9.30. And then on Sunday... Lovely breakfast, canal walk, very pleasant. Get off your hat, get your, shake- your hangover off. Lunch at twelve thirty, and then you get to see uh, Kerry Davis and Royfield and um, Charlotte Martin, who plays Susan Carter, and Emerald O'Hanrahan, who plays Emma, uh, at Birmingham Town Hall at three. Now, does that or does that not sound like a cracking weekend?
2: It sounds amazing. Good grief! Yes, it sounds exhausting it? as well. Gosh. <laughs> Well I'm presuming is you can look to Thomas Cook.
3: you can jump in the canal if things are getting too much I don't know um <laughs> the booking page will be live on tuesday august the twenty eighth and if you if you can just book in the bits that you want uh rather than all of the bits if you don't uh if you don't fancy it but honestly, the tour of the Archer Studios is absolutely worth it. You really 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 should do that even if you don't fancy dancing at reflex um you should yeah just go along there's loads of really lovely um Archer's People and i in Birmingham and Roy will be in Birmingham and Kerry will be in Birmingham. Actually, Kerry might come dancing. He's quite a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, do come. Uh, the booking page, I presume, is on the Dumpty Dum website. Um, but, yes, it sounds ace, and um, and we're so much looking forward to seeing you uh, in Birmingham.
2: Sounds brilliant. So the, the booking page is live. Now go to dumptydum.com. And, oh yes, yeah, sorry, uh, get I forgot your my page. credit card. Out. Yes,
3: the booking page is live now.
2: Mm. <laughs> right, this week we hear from Mia, Rachel, Sheila, Dusty, Susan, and Claire. But first, before the caller is, let's brace ourselves for Lucy V. Freeman's week in Ambridge. <laughs>
3: We began the week with Fallon declaring her intention to take a few for the team. Blimey, Fallon, your devotion to the cricket team is inspirational. You do know that includes Tracy Horobin, yes? Um, Hannah is making friends all around the village. She's very um, confident, isn't she? Who in the world buys a cake and then tries to knock money off for cash? It's a cake. She's not installing a bathroom. Everyone hates her, don't they? Nope, just me then. <laughs> Tracy Horribin scored a few runs or something, but the whole match seemed to be designed to show that horrid Hannah fancies harassment, possibly, and also that Lily did not feel like slogging round a cricket pitch being shouted at by the man who's just sent her brother, Dan. Talking oh. of that, Harrison and Fallon seem both surprised that Freddie might be going to prison, and Fallon is equally surprised that sometimes people don't like policemen because of what they do. So she's totally like giving evils to anyone uppity with harassment. And worse than that, she's threatening Susan. Being a police officer's partner is like being a local GP's partner. Of course, your doctor partner tells you things about Kelly in the shop, but you just have to blank them out, <laughs> compartmentalize them, and always use hand wash after you've taken your change from Kelly in the shop. Anyway,
2: <laughs> I am
3: giving my crystal ball a quick skirt with the window lean, and I foresee a scene in which harassment says, look, love, it just comes with the territory, but you can't interfere. You're a part of my life now, love. We had an edifying chat with Lily Lovelorn and Phoebe. It is gratifying that although Phoebe clearly has an academic brain the size of a planet, she still uses the same wally phrases that teenage girls say that make you want to shake them. I mean, I know you like totally love Ross and everything, she said, trying to hint Lily that possibly the fact that he might not actually be ready to throw his wife, future family and entire career under a bus for another fumble in the mumbles with a teenage girl who's still drawing hearts on the beach with their initials in. And also Lily is trying to pretend that 40 is not that different from 18. Oh, sweetheart. 40 is as different from 18 as oven chips are to chip shop chips. For a start, he will be nodding off when you're ready to go out in the evening. He'll go oof when he gets out of or back into chairs. You'll be doing Freshers' Week and he'll be watching Short Crust Week on Bake Off. He'll think everything is either too loud or too quiet. And worst of all, he'll try and make you listen to Oasis. I've lost the place. There we go. Henry's decided everything is boring and so are you, mummy. Helen cannot understand how he now doesn't want to go and look at pigs and play football with her. Oh, I wonder why. (laughs) Right, Henry, put on your full bodysuit and crash helmet. Now run up to the ball slowly. Not too fast, you might fall. Now stop and check it for hazards. Once you've signed your risk assessment form, you can kick it. But that's a violent act, Henry, so you must explain to the ball that you don't mean it. There we are. Now, how about a game of anti-capitalist Monopoly? There was an extraordinarily detailed conversation about grass seed. The whole of the Brookfield archers were apparently spellbound by a bag of dusty old seed and Pip banging on about herbal lays and nitrogen. I reckon they were making the bloody plant names up. They could have been as no one was listening. This is Raggedy Annie. This one's Horsetail Flippity Whip. And this one is Simon's Cowl. Ruth got so bored by the whole thing, she went out to play Roman emperors with the sheep. Thumbs up, they lived another day. Thumbs down, it was lamb kebabs. She took a violent dislike to one because she said it was a bad mother. Wonder why? One didn't make the cut because it attracted pests. Well, so do I, but I don't deserve to die. And the other one gave her a funny look as it went by. Kill it, Josh! (laughs) Helen wanted an adult conversation with Ian, she said. Well, yes, Ian's your man, as he rarely talks about anything except sperm and fallopian tubes these days, so that's adult if you like. Unfortunately, he then went on to dump her cheese. It's lacking something, he said. Flavour. A point. Usha remembered she was a solicitor and started scaring the pants off Elizabeth. Oh, yes, sentencing, she said. I know about that. Well, how long will Freddie get then, said Elizabeth idea said Usha breezily it's easy being a solicitor I think I probably am one already as I don't know loads of stuff if he's unable to say anything in court how will they know what Freddy is like said Elizabeth anxiously to be honest Elizabeth I think any jury member glancing across the courtroom and seeing little Lord Fauntledrug gazing vacantly in front of him with his mouth hanging open will know exactly what Freddy is like (laughs) village elder Neil was asked to do a character reference for Freddy I cannot recall one scene in which Neil and Freddie appeared together, and thankfully neither could Neil, as he said, no, I am incorruptible and I shall not do it. Anyway, I'm too busy trying to wrangle a house for my daughter. We had a new visitor who's been on the Nuffield. It's a bit like being on the game, only you're more boring. It was Natasha, who is Welsh, says lovely look you She is a brilliant businesswoman, according to Tom, who probably thinks that Elon Musk is a PR inspiration because she makes a drink from stuff she grows. Unfortunately, she grows runner beans. Tom kept her away from the family mostly in case she jogged Pat's memory about being Welsh once and they both burst into a chorus of oggy, oggy, oggy. I'm not sure she enjoyed her visit that much. Stuck between having to choose between rancid goat's milk and some tasteless cheese. Helen and Tom cringing alongside her like Tubbs and Edward from the League of Gentlemen. Make it taste the cheese, Edward. Are you local? And finally, over at Lower Locksley, the game was up. Clash of the Titans, Elizabeth and Russ. Lily's an exceptionally gifted young woman and I have the photos to prove it, said Russ. Elizabeth (laughs) was just working out how to put the tent up in the corner of his office when he told her he had to go and take down the jottings of a load of sixth form girls and she trotted home to tell Lily what a nice man Russ was. Yes. He's a lovely and amazing man in every way. He is good at spotting very expensive paintings and how he can get his mitts on them. He is excellent at bribery and he can breathe through his ears. I love him, (laughs) Mum. And there's nothing you can say because you shagged a man who sells Nescafe Goldblend and Roy Tucker.
2: The end. (laughs) Thank you very much, Lucy. (laughs) Oh, gosh. There's a few bits of that that I'd actually forgotten. Particularly, there was quite a lot of farming this week, wasn't there? I'm not used to that.
3: Everybody suddenly remembered why they hate the farming bits. (laughs) Oh, God, why are we going through a bag of grass seed?
2: (laughs) Some of it was a bit basil exposition, wasn't it?
3: It really was, yes.
2: You could hear the crowbar creaking to get it in, but mm, I guess it's got to be there.
3: And then then they tried to introduce a bit of drama when Jill went, Oh, that's given me an idea," Pip <laughs> said. "What's that, Gran? Well, I shall enter the loose-jawed Jack Strife or whatever it's called oh, yes. for, the, for the for the oh God, no one cares, really. So, you know there isn't anything. These are they're the kind of bits that we just kind of um we just suffer through. You don't have don't try and make them interesting. Well, just accept it that you know we have to know about pig diseases and we have to know about you know. Um, funny plants in in fields that aren't really weeds and they aren't really crops and we're not quite sure what they are. But, you know, that's fine. We can accept that. But just stop trying to make it, stop trying to sort of make it interesting because it just isn't. And we're happy with that. Like I said last week, you know, with, yeah. life doesn't always have to be exciting or interesting. It's okay that it could just be.
2: Well, it is. What what what, what Tim Benting once I heard him say in an interview is that most soap operas are real life with the gas turned up. Yeah, but the Arches is real life with the, with the gas, gas turned up. I think he meant, <laughs> I think he meant, I think actually he said heat because with the yeah. gas turned up makes it sound like it's a suicide attempt, yeah. doesn't it? Unfortunately.
3: <laughs> the the, the Arches, to kill the, budget. the gas turned up on your head in the oven, but anyway. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> well, and the weather this summer in the Arches is that, I mean, <laughs> you think if you're going to mention anything agricultural, it's like, <laughs> oh, my God, it's hot, and all the crops have failed. Look yeah. at the size of my carrots. They're yeah. minuscule. Yeah. The onions, you, you can barely chop an onion. I mean, you, have well, you the been to same rating? the
3: headline news that food prices are rising by 5% yeah. because, of, and you think, because oh, so, of the weather, and you think, hello?
2: Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. well, it's been going on for more than six weeks, and that's the cycle. Well, maybe they've just missed out the cycle, and then now the weather's all yeah. turned shitty. They're all going to yeah. be <laughs> knotting hankies and saying, oh, it's hot, isn't it? <laughs>
3: Well, to be fair, I have, so um, I have friends who are married to farmers, and um,
2: mm.
3: you know, one of the questions that you always say over the summer is, "How's harvest going?" You know, either, mm. and they will always moan. It's always either too damp, too hot, too dry, too wet, too windy. Too, you know, there's always a reason. And yeah. um, and my friend Jill, whose whose entire family are are farmers, said to me what she once she said, "There's no point asking." You know, you can't ever think, oh, good, they'll be pleased about that then because they won't be. There'll be something else that will have happened that will piss them off in terms of the weather because they they like to sort of do this battle against the elements sort of thing. So c- yeah. c- quite honestly, whatever whatever had happened in real life or on the archers, they'd still be complaining and it would still be wrong.
2: <laughs> True. Now, this Natasha. Yes. Do you think that's all we're going to hear from her? Because th- there's one thing that I thought, one thing interesting that she said, and she said, hmm, Another hobby, mm, yeah. When referring to the yeah. cow,
3: but it's true, um, isn't it? I yeah. mean, it's like a well. It's like Jeremy Corbyn's running a farm. It's sort of like well-meaning, well <laughs> well-meaning uh, gestures, but nothing's actually happening. You know nothing actually. Well, apart from a lorry load of shit in his case, but um, <laughs> n- nothing's actually nothing concrete is actually emerging, or you know the cheese. Oh well,
2: apart from the cheese, which apparently is quite concrete at the moment. <laughs>
3: the, ch- the cheese has gone wrong. The you know everyone's bailing out of her courses. He keeps banging all about. Them. All they seem to do is write marketing plans for each other. <laughs> That's
2: it. Yeah, but you can't market rubbish, can you? <laughs> no.
3: I mean, the veg boxes, that's the, you know, they all pick carrots and they put them in some boxes and then deliver them to people. And that seems to be the money maker. Oh, and they charge ninety three for a loaf of bread, as Emma was complaining about. Oh, no, that was in the village shop. That wasn't in Bridge Farm, was it?
2: One eighty five. yes. <laughs> oh, and no, I think, well, I used for a, for a sour, b- sourdough bloomer. That's what I charge, but I guess she's on happy shopper, yeah.
3: white, yeah. sliced. Yeah,
2: In or a milk. Did like uh,
3: have a go at, 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 at Usha though as well?
2: Oh yes, yeah. That well, well, that's true though, isn't it? It's yeah, absolutely. first world problem. Yeah. Well, it's, it's more than a first world problem. It's a, it's it's a upper echelons first world yeah. problem.
3: I have first to say... world problem
2: is one eighty five for a, a, a for what for white bread mm. with not having to queue for it mm. or walk four miles.
3: Yeah.
2: Someone's just started doing the hoovering. Where? Upstairs. In your okay. house, yeah. Can't uh, you hear it? No. Well, you'll you'll be able to hear it when the when the skirting board starts to bang. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I presume that's what it is. <laughs> Can you hear now? No. No. Anyway, all right then. It's just in my head, then, isn't it?
3: <laughs> is it the teenagers again? Um, oh
2: gosh, yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> should we do some callers because we've? Got- I think we should. We have so many callers. we do we
2: don't have enough time to play everyone's call but we do listen to everyone's call so if we haven't played your call this week please don't be offended (laughs) hang on just let me get the phone
3: (laughs) hello Ambridge 3962
2: what was it you were about to say (laughs) and another thing
3: uh, only that sometimes if everyone said the same thing or a similar comment, then you know, we only use one of them because it's silly having everyone saying the same thing.
2: Yeah. Anyway, All right. It probably wasn't worth interrupting. Uh, with, was who's first? Susan Harrison. Yes. Hello. Hello. She got through to you. Hello,
1: Dumpty <laughs> Dum. It is Susan here. And I have been a fan of the Archers for 16 years. I listened to it before then, but I didn't really um, become a proper fan until 2002. And I started the Tweet Along um, fairly recently, actually, a couple of weeks ago, I think. And then I met you last week during the Tweet Along, and here I am. <laughs> how fab is that so um, thank you for being brilliant thank you for all the podcasts and tweets and i'm hoping that there's going to be some way i can find of uh getting hold of you calling into the show that is my next thing to do how exciting <laughs> good to meet you all much love to dum dum
2: <laughs> oh, isn't she wonderful she is our tallest
3: caller ever she can, is. Can Do call on?
2: every week. Even can if we I? don't play you, we'll, we will listen because <laughs> it has got a lovely, cheery voice. Um, yeah, you know, speaking of cleaner, yeah, it's, it's the Cleaners Week um, and it's Wednesday morning, isn't it? So mm. um, that's why my, my team of um, illegal immigrant cleaners <laughs> are doing my stairs at the moment. Oh, but hey. anyway, there we are. So I apologise for any background noise.
3: Are they whisking round your back passage?
2: They are, yes. And uh, I'm hoping they're going to do my glory hole as well. <laughs> oh, God. All right. That's what the cupboard under the stairs is called. Yes, yes, yes. I can't Ooh. think of anything else. But anyway, <laughs> can we move on? Yes. Sheila Maguire.
1: Hello, fellow Dumpty Dummers. This is Sheila Maguire, sister of Bernie, co secretary of Dumpty Siblings. No <laughs> implication about our stature I should be drawn from that title. Uh, applications are still being accepted, so please go ahead. I was absolutely delighted this week with the Lillian Wolf scene I thought it was done brilliantly. It was a great script and great delivery. But most of all, I'm happy that we see the end of this fictional marriages and register my complaint about the lack of gay characters in the show. Yes, we do have Adam and Ian who are portrayed as a gay couple with absolutely no friends, no gay community <laughs> living in glorious isolation. And we did have the tortured presence of Helen's QC solicitor, yes. whoever that was, um, But she had the failed relationship and bore the stereotype of an unhappy lesbian story and just came and went really fast. So um, maybe there were lots of great uh, nuanced gay scenes before I clocked back in, which is around the Helen and Rob uh, period. Um, I I can't say anything more than names and associated voices made up my experience before then. Um, So maybe... Please let me know if there was lots of really great stuff, but somehow I doubt it. Estimates have us at about 10 to 11 percent of the population. From a quick count on the BBC, I estimate about 120 characters. We need at least 10 or 11 or 12 people. I know it doesn't work that way. Um, Many young people would have gotten the hell out of Ambridge and and. But that would have even been a storyline. But, you know, it's really not enough to have what we've got. Okay, so Bernie is starting a dumpty-dum group with somebody else on Twitter in Madrid, so stay posted.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, Rachel who's coming up in a bit, who's starting that. Um, She's absolutely right, isn't she? Um, But I'm
3: still holding out for Hannah.
2: Okay, Mm mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, What, Hannah and Helen?
3: Yeah. There's something about... Oh, God, I'm going to get myself in such a mess trying to say this.
2: You are. Yeah. And I'm just going to sit back. Yeah, just watch
3: the waters close over my head. Um, (laughs) Hannah doesn't flirt with men in the way they are expecting her to. Well, she doesn't flirt with them, basically. She just knocks them down. Mm. So when oh, she she's was just
2: negging them,
3: but she flirted with true. Fallon. Okay, I think she sounded a little bit flirty with Fallon, and I think that Hannah is our is our gay character. Okay, which I agree we shouldn't have a gay character, and yet. But then, Sheila, is it possibly that gay people tend to gravitate more towards? Um,
2: Brighton the t- and, and Hebden Bridge and <laughs> London. Yes, do
3: just, just yeah. where there is, because there isn't a community
2: mm.
3: um, until you have something like, you know, Brighton and now Hove and Margate and everything because Brighton's basically overpriced and full. Um, so then you sort of have, Do you, it? Is that why? Is there because, you know, you, you don't, you're not sure how you're going to be. I mean, I cannot imagine that there are many gay arable farmers living with their husbands in you know east anglia or whatever i just can't and i i i apologize profusely if that's homophobic or whatever i just cannot imagine it because being well, just no brought up in that country kind of never heard of, so
2: you what hmm. i said there's no media representation of those kinds of couples so no. that's why
3: I, I i just yeah and 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 uh, where i was brought up that would have you know, it, I mean, a lot less now, but it would have been startling in, in, the, in the 70s and 80s, definitely.
2: Yeah, and I guess that's when you had those bachelor farmers. Yeah. Um, and yeah. When did you ever get a chance to meet someone yeah. who, was, yeah. who was also gay? Yeah. And that you then fancied yeah. in your village? Yeah. Especially because farmers, one of my housemates went on a date with a farmer this week Uh, she's on the tinder thing writing and he says um why don't you come out and help me do some topping i (laughs) thought well that's a bit forward but anyway (laughs) so um and she's just got a new car so um thought, i better i could go out for a drive so she went out to um a place about 10 miles away outside of oxford and uh, she sent me a message on whatsapp um a view of a tractor's bonnet with, with lights on and and topping I think is cutting the tops off yeah. grass for some reason to get the seed to grow or something like that. So yeah, she went on a, a date with a with with a oh, farmer. Like
3: James Harriet, what happened?
2: Is she going to see Um him? Well she came back and she said, um well it's a bit complicated because he's in the middle of a divorce. Right. Um the woman he's divorcing is the daughter of the farmer for whom he works Yikes. and he's living in the same house <gasps> so perhaps that's a little too complicated for me to get involved with but it was nice
3: sensible woman though not to get involved so she's
2: moved on but yeah. that
3: sounds like um an episode of the archers in itself really doesn't it it does yes
2: <laughs> well you can have that one for free Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> a tinder date does in she a get after Matthew
3: Ferguson? <laughs> it was a,
2: it was a john deere actually oh okay Mm, uh, Doing this show, you get to know your agricultural implements. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) Who are we up to now? Um, Shall we have Rachel, otherwise known as Titian 73?
4: Hola. Como estas? It's Titian 73 here. Long time no caller in a ring. Well, I'm here and... um, few things to say. How old is boring, blue? Is there a chance Rob could have peed in it? Just wondering. (laughs) Um, It would be great if if Helen could give Henry to Adam and Ian. They could make him a silent and allow Ben to speak. That would be a novelty. Lizzie, I feel a bit sorry for her dealing with this all on her own, but she did kind of sew and grow those children, so I'm not really that sorry because they're quite annoying. Um, Wanted to say, shout out for any dumpty dummers in the Madrid area. Uh, Bernie Mag and myself um, are going to be arranging a meet-up in probably uh, mid-September, that's in Madrid. Um, I felt the call of the sisterhood and I'm off to join the Dumpty siblings and uh, Sheila as well. So let us know. Thank you. Ta-ta.
2: They're still doing the hoovering. I'm going to be amazed. When I go outside and my hall carpet is no longer black, but beige. I, I will be I thrilled. I think they're
3: listening. I think they're hoovering really quietly and slowly outside.
2: I don't, I don't think they're Archer's fans.
3: Ah, uh, Rachel, I don't think that uh, Tichinob peed in the cheese because they said it, it was lacking something. I think if he peed in it, it would probably <laughs> be somewhat more piquant than it clearly is. <laughs> piquant being there, uh, yes, Ooh,
2: yes, there'd <laughs> certainly be enough uh, rennet. <laughs> Wouldn't they? If he didn't, oh gosh! Oh, can we just get yes. rid of just anyway, stop let me now? Go
3: to Madrid and join Rachel and the Maguire, Lesur Maguire. Um, it sounds ace. I'd quite like to go,
2: but I can't. Yeah, I think I think I might book a ticket. Mm. I need somewhere to go in September. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, don't forget uh, in mid September, September the sixteenth, Auntie Jean is organising a get-together, a Dumpty Dum meet-up somewhere in Bristol, maybe lunchtime on Sunday the 16th. Um, keep an eye on Auntie Jean's Twitter feed for it's
3: that. a social world, Dumpty Dum, isn't it? It is, isn't it? You'd have to give up work just to cope with all the social engagements. Wouldn't
2: that be lovely?
3: Everyone do that. Everyone just give up work and just come to Dumpty Dum.
2: Great. I'm oh, calling um, a general strike. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I need to do a quick email from Christine Armstrong. Um okay. you know cycling Christine the one who cycled oh, yes. around the world. Um, well they've sold their house and then we had a long gap until we moved into a new one so we cycled across France from Dieppe via Paris to Strasbourg and on to Germany. It was brilliant. You see if I had a long gap having sold my house and then moving into a new one I'd panic for 6 weeks. I wouldn't think. Oh this is the ideal time for me to cycle from Dieppe <laughs> to Germany. Anyway, she said we are currently across the pond, meeting up with our daughter, who is currently walking from Mexico to Canada along the Pacific Crest Trail. It is totally. Oh, I've walked that on a we bit
2: of that. To- Did
3: you?
2: Yes, in in California, it goes through um, near Lake oh, well, Tahoe near the Hoover. and and uh, can you hear it now?
3: Yes, Henry Hoover is outside your door.
2: I, th- I think it's a it's a Dyson. Oh, which which are rubbish, by the way. Unless Dyson want to sponsor us, and then they're brilliant.
3: No, they're not brilliant because they're pro-Brexit, the silly arses. Anyway.
2: <laughs> yes. And ironically, I've got a, an Eastern European using one out, outside <laughs> at the moment. I don't think he knows. I have a male cleaner. That's how left-wing I am. Good for you. Yeah, I don't speak to him, there Because I'm never in. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's a, let's stop t- talking about cleaners. Uh, what are we up to now?
3: Um, we've had an email from Christine Armstrong, who is Cycling Christine, um, and she said she's currently walking with her daughter along the Pacific Crest Trail. Now, she said, uh, with a huge element of sarcasm, I felt I had to write in this week, as last week's archers was so exciting. Who could fail to be enthralled by the fact that Helen's Borchester Blue has become black, <laughs> or that Gate trundles on, or that Natasha thought that much of Bridge Farm was a hobby farm. Even Lily's revelation to Lizzie about Slimeball Russ seemed downplayed. However, I did have the thought that Russ may possibly leave his wife if he thinks he may get his hands on half of Lower Loxley.
2: Hmm. That's not why he's going after Lily though, is it? He's just it's yeah. just lustful, sexy sex. Sexy that's sex. Why he's going yes. after him. Well.
3: and also she's only eighteen and she thinks he's wonderful. And his wife is probably 14 and knows exactly what he's like. <laughs> that's why he's going after Lizzie. I mean, Lily. Oh, Freudian slip. Oh, well. Lizzie did sound like
2: she liked him. Didn't I know. She? Yes, I, well, I said that on Twitter. I said I, like mm, mm, I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. she um, and he got together. But then yeah. it all came out in the open, so that's probably highly unlikely. Although yes, we, and also very Hollyoaks. We were we were very close to um, a, a parent-child love triangle with Alistair and Dan a few years ago, weren't we? Mm,
3: yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. We should have gone off with her, left Shula in the stables yeah. mucking out
5: yeah.
2: Aziz or whatever the horse is called. Yeah. Mm. Right, shall we have Mia now?
5: Yes. Hi, Royfield, Lucy and all dumpty-dum peeps worldwide – uh, this is Mia from Newcastle calling. Currently on holiday in sunny Essex. Right, Linda's bloody llama drama. Um, if she's really that picked off about it, I think she would have reported it to the police at the police station, not exactly. a local off-duty bobby, and then start harassing him at home. The harassment of har- harassment. I-, I just can't cope with that. <laughs> I can only think this will eventually be related somehow to the uh, the ready Freddy situ and uh, will discredit Harrisman as a copper. Oh, well, he's a crap copper anyway. And Susan trying to force Fallon silence. is It's almost as implausible as uh, taking the llama in the first place. Just, just lo- what a load of nonsense. Now, Lily and her uni accommodation, this has really annoyed me. Uh, there's just no way her mother wouldn't have had a proper conversation with her about... her her accommodation in Manchester once she accepted the offer from the uni I know Lizzie's a dimwit and clueless but this really does take the biscuit and the revelation of Lily and Russ or Truss oh whatever happens to this doomed relationship what's one thing one thing's for sure is Lizzie is going to be left alone very soon when Lily's off at uni and ready Freddy is is in the nick lots of time for self-reflection I think and don't get me started on Sausage Boy and his uncurling Cumberland. <laughs> no. Natasha sounds like Welsh hazel woolly. I'm just uh, baffled by the whole lot of it. Okay, that's all for now. Have a lovely week, everyone. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. <laughs> I, yeah,
3: apart from the parjitters, we do have some absolute stinkers of storylines going on at the oh, moment. I do, do not we. like the llama, image the cheese. of an
2: unfurling Cumberland sausage. <laughs> I have a strong yes. stomach. I am not usually squeamish, but <laughs> please, enough already. I <sighs> mm. bet it's more of a In- chip a Yeah, well, mm, some of us have to make do with what God has given us. Um, I... <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I thought that was interesting that yeah, i hadn't really thought of the empty nest syndrome that, that lizzie is about to fall into especially seeing...
3: what a nest most of us are only coping with you know three bedrooms yeah. and she's got 45 empty quite rooms. and
2: yes. ironically uh one of the reasons she'll be suffering empty nest syndrome is because one of her kids is doing bird <laughs> so <laughs> i just thought of that pun Very now good. so um yeah well done, it was a Robert. it was a, a a round of applause one rather than a laugh one wasn't it
3: You're not supposed to do it to yourself though can I
2: just Well say,
3: you don't clap yourself
2: <laughs> Sometimes I give myself a round of applause but anyway <laughs> Who's next It is Dusty Substances
1: Hello it's Dusty Substances the wrong sort of listener having heard the major cliffhanger of the week I think I know the answer I think the answer is Olwyn's cough. I think when uh, Helen goes through the records, you will find it starts going all horribly wrong when (laughs) Olwyn came in and coughed her germs all over everything. So uh, that's sorted out. Um, I think Natasha sounded more interested in Johnny than Tom. That would be fabulous. And uh, how exciting that uh, Lily has finally confessed. The drama of finding out your daughter isn't gay. Well done, Elizabeth. Anyway, that's it for today. Uh, love to you all and speak soon. Bye.
2: It appears oh, that my, my cleaners God. test the smoke alarm as well. Oh. Unless the house is fire. on fire. We'll find out. Yes.
3: Well, tune in next week to find out whether or not Robert burned today. Yes, am If, I'm, if um, I'm not
2: here next week, which <laughs> I'm not, you'll know why. <laughs>
3: I love the idea that um, we've had we've had <laughs> um uh Rachel uh, thinking that Titchy Nob peed in the cheese, Dusty saying that Alwyn coughed in the cheese. <laughs> maybe they both maybe they did both, you know. Oh it's <laughs> I just love the way she said that sinister way. I think it's Alwyn's cough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tuberculosis.
3: Yes. God knows what she's brewing up in that batch. Ugh.
2: Mm, No, it'll it'll turn out to be the milk or something like that, or they forgot to put in the the
3: starter or whatever. Because it's so boring, no one cares. So the cheese just gave up like the rest of us. Um, Emily Shaw has emailed Mm. and said, the arches has been part of my life for as long as I can remember. My mum was a huge fan, and I remember it being played every night as she was making supper. I used to groan whenever I heard the music, but now I'm more of a fan than she is. Uh, She said, I wish more of my friends were fans so I could talk to them about it. Well, you need to go on Tractor and pin yourself and then find other people near you, Emily. Um, and then you can meet up with mm. them and talk about it and make some new friends at the same time. So if you have a look on our website, there's a bit called Tractor. And I think it's still there. And you can, um, yes, say where you are. And if you go on the forum, you'll find people nearby as well. Um She said, very interesting point, this, I'm a little disappointed about how the scriptwriters have portrayed life as new parents for Toby and Pip. This doesn't need to be a lead story, but it can at least be realistic. You're knackered when you have a baby. You don't sleep. Your baby hardly sleeps and you don't have time to think about anything else. But when you can go to sleep for how um, for how long and the same for your new baby. Even if this only lasts a few weeks, this is what happens. It would have been so refreshing if the Archers had been honest with what life is like for a new mum. We live in a world where Instagram yummy mummies snap back to shape, have perfect relationships with their partners, and quickly resume a normal life. I am not saying that this needs to be a story about postnatal depression, which is, of course, common, but if it could have just been a bit more realistic, there would probably be lots of new mums listening to the show thinking, Pip is coping, she's back thinking about work, able to survive when Rosie didn't sleep last night. What's wrong with me? A couple of other quick points. Hannah, pipe down. You've been here two minutes. No one cares if you get a house. Also stop talking to Tom like you're his mum. And it seems everyone on Dumpty Dum loves Jazza. He makes my husband and I feel sick. Sorry, I've said it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's quite a that's quite a reaction. It actually makes you want to vomit. I think Titchy Knob was the only person that had that reaction. Um my daughter mm. has just come back from a holiday in France and she was with a lady called Liz who um, said she's going to listen this week. So if you're listening, Liz, hello, hello, hello. And she, Liz, Liz's daughter was there, and Liz's daughter said that she has like a Pavlov's dog reaction whenever she hears the Archers theme tune of freezing and beca- becoming entirely silent because her mum would lock the door. She'd lock everyone out <laughs> when she was listening to the Archers. And if anyone was in, she'd go, shut up. Every time they met him. she said she can remember stirring her coffee and having to put the teaspoon down on the side incredibly quietly or my mum would spin round and go, shush! <laughs> <laughs> so she has this kind of twitchy reaction to the Archer's theme tune.
2: Oh, gosh. Um, yes.
3: I think you're absolutely right, Emily. She's, you know, you don't even care about work very much. I mean, but I I get the point that she was so desperate to go to that meeting because you do feel as if... Mm the world is going on without you and you're left behind in Babyland, and no one talks to you apart from to say, how is she? Is she sleeping? Is she feared? And you think there is other stuff in the world. Hmm. Um, so I completely get that, but she's, inc- Pip is just incredibly chipper. Um, and y- y- you know, y- you're not really that chipper, uh, especially if you've had a cesarean because, um, all the blooming drugs and everything kick in, and, and they, when they start to wear off, everything hurts, yeah. and you're still taking painkillers. Abdominal,
2: know. abdominal and surgery, kind of, isn't it? It takes six weeks or whatever yeah. to, for it to heal yeah. at least.
3: Yeah, and every time you cough, you feel like you're about to fall in half. Oh. That's It's a very strange feeling. But, um, you know, the idea that she's leaping back to work all jolly with 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 Rosie in a sling and, you know, jolly, 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 is just, it is unrealistic. It really is. Um, but I suppose in farming, you do get used to surviving on very little sleep at certain times of the year, so maybe she's just sort of for some of us, you know the idea of of not getting enough sleep makes me hysterical with anxiety free <laughs> for example um but I am part dormouse, but some people are are not like that and- and can survive very well with no sleep um but Toby's not that brilliant that he would be able to take. All the you know distress off her, and breastfeeding takes ages. You know, it's not like a quick, a quick thing. Mm. It's like a it's, it takes a long time, and if you don't rest enough, then you don't uh, produce enough milk, and blah 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 blah. So it, that she is having an incredibly breezy postnatal uh, month, unrealistically so.
2: Yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't be too difficult to. Write it realistically. You don't have to be. It doesn't have to be fly on the wall, does it? But you know, the odd like, oh, I'm really knackered. Would, uh, yeah, would do it, wouldn't it? Yeah,
3: I'm grumpy as well. Yeah, you know, I you
2: I was really grumpy yesterday after I didn't sleep very well the night before. People at work started mentioning it, so <laughs> <laughs> you're even more grumpy than usual, Robert, aren't Robert. you? Robert,
3: <laughs> I don't think you can compare. I'm not. I'm not. You feeling a little bit grumpy after you haven't had a good night's sleep
2: with giving birth to a human being? I'm not. And and, every time a man mentions something like that, go. Oh well, it's it's not as bad as giving birth. (laughs) Oh, you think having your head chopped off by a by a (laughs) by a passing train is as bad as giving birth? Well, I can tell you now, it's not. (laughs) I wasn't making a direct comparison
3: okay then
2: i was really but anyway uh, <laughs> <clears throat> right let's take a break for an adult two well,
3: we have a small off mic fight yes. and then
2: and yes. <laughs> um, then we'll have the social media roundup hi
0: i'm daniel founder of pretty litter
2: And now it's time for the social media roundup with Millie Bell.
6: Good day, everyone. Well, what a huge week I came back to after my Northern Territory sojourn. A week in which Neil wouldn't speak up for Freddie. Emma wouldn't speak up for affordable housing because she couldn't. And Ian could not speak less highly of Helen's cheese. So we did have <laughs> a big discussion about all of those issues. And I was a little bit confused by the blue cheese storyline. Not because I didn't think it was interesting, but more because there were so many other things happening in the village at the time with divorce and drug running and the cricket club development affordable housing so just wondered why it was so prominent it must be leading to something and Claire Asbury said Helen has been obnoxious and belittling to Tom for months over his business ideas for the Nuffield now her cheese making classes have flopped and even her signature cheese is rubbish and being dumped by high-end establishments I predict Tom's friend Natasha will work some kind of miracle and his business ventures will thrive while Helen's fail. Cue another year of passive-aggressive sibling rivalry at Bridge Farm until the unexpected death of either Pat or Tony bring them back together. I, I thought, oh, yeah, good storyline, good story storyline. And then, wow, bang at the end. So thank you for that, Claire. And we also had a bit of fun with the fact that we thought Tom had not really explained to Natasha explicitly why he had invited her to the farm. And Dave Campbell said, didn't she make it clear she thought she was there to be massively condescending about everything other than Helen's daughter nursery. <laughs> so, yep, we, had, we certainly had a bit of fun on that thread, um, and. I do invite you to join us on Facebook because we do have a lot of fun and we make up plots and some people have inside knowledge, which really helps with our discussions. Uh, We also talked about the fact that Lily really did get her mother's attention. But will the reference be unusable now? Uh, This gets more and more complicated. Andrew Richards said, yes, that was my assumption that the reference was now worthless. And an even more interesting question is why did Lily choose that moment to reveal the truth to her mum? Is she deliberately attempting to undermine Freddie? Which I hadn't actually thought of. And Heidi Griffith said, I think Lily took the opportunity to tell Elizabeth because it now puts Elizabeth in an awkward position. Does she confront Russ about Lily and run the risk of Russ withdrawing the the character reference? Or does she say nothing, use the reference to try and save Freddie? And Joanne Smith, I think she knew she'd have to tell her pretty quick because she's got to sort out housing at university. What better introduction to this awkward discussion could she hope for than Elizabeth praising Russ for being so wonderful? It was the most excruciating episode, I thought. Um, Lily was so excited about telling her mother, and uh, it was all very, as it often is at that age, a very awkward and not so well thought out discussion. Uh, So uh, we think that Elizabeth's uh, response to this is going to be, you know, a lot of fun. Well, we hope so. Um, And Witherspoon, who I'm sure we will hear from, says, It seems that Russ wrote the letter to keep Freddie silent about him and Lily... Uh, he's uh, just turned the tables on freddie just speaking strategically of course lee should have waited until after the court case was over to tell her mother about her relationship with russ now elizabeth may very well feel too conflicted to use russ's letter because she knows it's tainted that may not please freddie but he's also been so self-deluded about getting off without a prison sentence that he may not care Lots of moving gears here. And I think we should let Witherspoon have the last word on that because he has uh, summed up the possibilities really well, I think. So lots and lots happening. Thank you so much to those who looked after the Facebook page while I was away, particularly Yokel Bear. Um, It was very hot up in Northern Territory and it's very cold down here in Victoria. And I certainly learnt heaps up in uh, Northern Territory. But it is nice to be back with family and it's nice to be back in my routine with my dumpty dummers. So until next time, I say to you, hooroo.
2: Thank you very much, Millie Bell. Lucy, would you like to hit us with some tweets of the week?
3: I would if I could find the right documents. Just hold. Okay, end, call. I will. Ah,
2: here. We go. Ah, marvelous.
3: Neil Wallington. Um, yes, Lily. I will tell my wife. I'm just waiting until the right moment, like after Kazakhstan has been admitted to the EU. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh,
3: Kerry Warbis. Whoops. Uh, the. When are you showing her your sausages? Laugh-fest question. Would only have been funny if Tom had more than one piece.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Purple cum- pumpkin. If a Cathy speaks in gay- grey gables, but there is no one to hear it, does it make a sound? And, Kernel 27. Guess the one thing missing from a Brookfield Sunday roast? No one ever says grace. <laughs>
2: very That's good. very good, yes.
3: And, tweet of the week. Joanne Salmon. I'm Mr. Jones, the deputy principal, but you can call me Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I ruined that one by snorting the <laughs> laughter halfway through it. But anyway.
2: <laughs> Very good. <laughs> sure.
3: Oh, now. Are we going
2: to remind everyone about the, uh, we the weekend disappear?
3: away? Yes. Uh, just to remind you all. If you would like to make a weekend of it and meet lots of Arch or Single social people, uh, uh, rather than just coming to the event on the 7th of October at Birmingham Town Hall, you could come down on the Saturday, the 6th. Uh, there's, um, stay at the Hallmark Hotel. Uh, Royfield has organized some rooms and then have a tour of the BBC mailbox. Um, and visit the Archer Studios. That sounds amazing. Um, Then there's dinner uh, at 6 and then dancing at the Reflex at 9.30 and then in the morning um, when you're all hungover and your legs are hurting and you're trying to remember what you did, you have breakfast at the Hallmark Hotel and then canal walk and lunch at 12.30 and then come along to the uh, live event uh, at Birmingham Town Hall at three uh, with me, Royf, Kerry Davis, uh, Susan Carter, and Emma Grundy. Um, the booking page is now live on dumptydum.com. So um Royf would organise a whole thing. So you can just click there to book and you can book different bits of it, but not all of it. So if you don't want to do the dancing, that's fine. Um, so yes, do come. It would be brilliant to see as many people as possible at Birmingham. It really, really would.
2: Sounds brilliant. Remember, to get in contact, you can send us a voice message via Speakpipe on the website. Call 0203 031 3105. That's 0203 031 3105 to leave a message. If you enjoy Dumpty Dum and want to give us a little bit of help putting it together, please become a Patreon subscriber. It's around £2 a week. All the details are at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n Dot .com your subscription pays for the cost of the equipment and software etc that we need To put the podcast together, it also means that you get access to lots of extra content. We do notice who subscribes and we do mention you from time to time, and we are genuinely grateful. You can find Royfield and Lucy at Dumpty Dum. That's at Dumpty Dum on Twitter. Lucy is at Lucy V. Freeman, and I can be found at Naked Fingers. And before we go, did have a few technical problems today. Uh, So if we missed out your call because of that, we are really sorry. But we love you all the same, don't we, Lucy?
3: We certainly do. And also, you may notice, Hoover noises and me shouting at my daughter. (laughs) Yes, it's all part of the rich tapestry that is dumpty dumpty.
2: Yes, it's what you get when you do an early record on a Wednesday. (laughs) Bye, everyone.
1: Bye.